Hello, this is Ryan Reiser, your host. This is gonna be a very different podcast series than anything you've experienced on the market. What I'm trying to do is change things up a little bit. Rather than having a special guest and one topic with great conversation that goes away, we're gonna host a series of experts and others who have perspective on different topics over a period of time, gather that in a series of episodes, and roll that out until we've really exhausted a topic. So hopefully you enjoy this podcast, and thanks again for listening in. All right, well, I'm excited to continue to have uh, these conversations with sales leaders, sales development leaders um, around building a coaching culture and kind of this idea of revenue intelligence. Uh, Jake, you want to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jake Lean, and I'm host of the All Things Telesales podcast. I've got um, a lot of experience on, you know, just focusing with uh, empowering the call coaching experience, starting with the person and salesperson. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to hear your perspective on some of this stuff, just because you have, you know, a background that opens up to a lot of different experiences. And so um, looking forward to dive in here. So, you know, the previous conversation we have so far um, have been really, really uh, educational. Um, so let's just jump right in. So uh, mm-hmm. first thing is, you know, obviously we're here, but do you believe in this rise of the revenue intelligence or coaching, coaching movement? Is this something you're passionate about? Uh, Absolutely, man. Uh, Call coaching uh, is important and as equally important as uh, the person coaching. There's not enough emphasis on the person coach. uh, Cause if you take care of the person, the calls will take care of themselves. Okay. That's, that's a really good way to start about this. So what do you mean? You got the call coaching itself, but you say the person coaching, Tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that. Yeah, man. So if you focus on, you know, as a, as a coach, a call coach, if I focus on working with the person, whatever uh, things, challenges that they might be having going on, you know, coming from a place of compassion, I believe in compassion before commission. So if you, if you work with somebody in a place of gratitude and empathy and working with them one-on-one and working on, you know, their personal development and focusing on what they want to achieve, uh, as a call coach, if I start there, that's the first place I always start is what do they want? How can I help them, the person? So then when we take care of their, their mental game, the mental game strong, yeah. then the calls are going to take care of themselves. Oh, man, I love that. So you're kicking this off at a whole nother way. But, you know, I think that, you know, there's so much emphasis on coaching the action and mm-hmm. so we have all these tactics around, you know, how to handle an objection or whatever it might be. But you're saying like, look, before you even get there, let's understand the person and right? what yeah. motivates them. We talk about that a lot when, 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 when you're in discussions and, and, and leadership um, circles at conferences and stuff. I just, I was just at the, the star event this week. It's like, well, all, like all of that all depends on what, what motivates them. You know, you, you already hit exactly. this, the compassion for commission. Are they money yeah. motivated? Well, some aren't right. What a note. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's going to really drive this to a whole nother level. So why do you believe the movement is starting? And why do you think it's starting to catch fire now? Well, maybe it's just because social blows up everything these days. But why do you think it's especially in like, you know, uh, at least in tech, right? You see a lot of this in tech. What are your yeah. thoughts here? Well, I'm a gong ambassador, you know, I'll preface it with that. You know, I, I know for a fact, I mean, their marketing game is strong. Um, what they're doing uh, at Gong with Devin Reed and the Revenues Intelligence Podcast and those guys over there definitely are impacting that call coaching culture, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, how, how they go about from 
uh, personal brand and co-branding with their brand. They're doing a phenomenal job with that to get the message out there first and foremost. Um, but also leaders in especially founders of companies, founders aren't salespeople, right? So that's why they bring in, you know, revenue leaders, your chief revenue officers, things of that nature, because, um, you know, you've got to have some visibility into, you know, where, where, you're, where you need to be as far as revenue into the company. And so a, a software like course.ai or gong.io, there's a lot of different ones out there. That's why I started Stratosas, which is a platform where, you know, we, we figure out what softwares that you use and then we make an unbiased professional recommendation because there's so many different ones out there now. Um, so it's like a vendor neutral kind of, uh, platform that I've created because of this. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully that answers your question. I mean, the, the guys at Gonger are, are marketing geniuses, I think. <laughs> so you think, <laughs> you think that it's taking fire yeah. because there's some geniuses pushing their product. Do you think there's any, yeah. do you think there's well, any not just pushing cultural the product, change? Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's not so much pushing the product, but they add so much value. Like they give you so much like different statistics and things like this. Like they even said on, uh, they said, if you're on a discovery call and you say S-H-I-T word, <laughs> yeah. you, you have a higher probability to close them. I and they, they got, they figured out like a neuroscience behind it too, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's really interesting in terms of the, uh, the data they throw out there. Some of that stuff is like, ah, you know, cause you can spin stats yeah. anywhere you want, like the <laughs> using the curse words, uh, like, you know, does it really. And so it gets you thinking. Um, but I think, I think what I, uh, I think you hit it there was, it's not just the fact that they're pushing a product, but they're showing how, when you have the use of this product, that potential impact yeah. that can have to move, we talked about this in, uh, in another episode of this or another recording of this conversation really was, uh, you know, you now can move to objective conversations instead of subjective. What I mean by that is you now have data to drive that conversation and you move away from I feel to, well, look, I mean, this is what we right. see. And so yeah. it almost takes away some of that well, there's actually two sides of this. We'll get into this a little bit later, but it almost takes away some of that edge around people that get so offended by the feeling because, you know, obviously everyone has an opinion um, to, well, look, what, what are the facts? And so there's some, there's some, you know, some art around that still, but, but I, I, yeah. I think that that's, that's really key. So what is, I know you're, um, you got your new business starting. Um, and so this isn't necessarily um, directed at your existing company, but in the past, what do you, what yeah. did the, have you been a part of a company that had this new coaching culture where you're using it? Sounds like you're an advocate yeah. and uh, how, what yeah. did that look like? Yeah. So, and I can even speak in the company chorus.ai. We use that at the previous software company where I was selling call center software, kind of like you do. And so we um, like the, on the sales team, the sales team, we had it. And um, so what I really loved the most about it was where I had visibility into statistics as far as, how long did I talk? What was my monologue? You know, how long, like you could really dive into those analytics of the call, post-call. Um, and then you'll be able to see, you know, and, and provide coaching opportunities too at each timestamp and say, hey, you know, um, what, what if you might've said this, how, how might, you know, the outcome been? And you had timestamps that you can like really get 180 feedback 
And so, so we're talking a lot about technology right now. And we're thinking when we say these words is going to gong or chorus, whatever, and, you know, kind of they're, they're, they're good with that. But, but if we take this into a broader, a broader discussion, right, outside of the technology itself, it still feels like there's, uh, <clears throat> there's still this rise of, of the need for coaching and developing our people. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And, and, and have you seen it? So the technology aside a little bit, have you seen a shift yeah. in companies, not just saying, Hey, let's use, you know, let's just use the tool and look at what the tools are able to do, but the overall cultural mindset of these organizations. Yeah. So the overall cultural mindset is, is learning, you know, where they are and where they need to be and having um, some visibility into current metrics as far as where, you know, how, how many, uh, different things that they might say on the call and all these different things that this software has visibility to. Um, but as far as like the culture is, you know, having some, having visibility and accountability, I think is the best way to say that is, is to have some accountability metrics there to say, um, you know, you have to have something to go off of and post call. I'm more of a, me personally, like I get it. Um, me personally, it's more of like during the, the best coaching experience is going to be while the call, like right there with them live during the call, right? Like that's where you can really fix some of the things that Interesting. right, right then and there, you know what I mean? So, cause post call, it's, I mean, I've, I've even, I mean, I'm believing the software, but there's times where, man, I know I botched that call. I don't even want to go back and listen to that, you know? And so, <laughs> that, the, so there's got to be some that, adoption too, that, right? Well, that that's interesting because you know I know uh, you know at Connect and Sell we use we use Chorus, which again we're going to the technology, but and so what it does yeah. is all of a sudden everything is recorded and and there's visibility and and our SVP takes time to re, you know give feedback and we actually have a dedicated coach that's yeah. look at listening to that and it's almost like it's it's. Uh, uh, it's awesome because obviously you're going to continue to develop, but it also could be a little frustrating. It's like, yeah, dude, I already knew I botched that. It would have been awesome. Yeah. It would have been better if in that exactly. moment, like you said, right. in that moment, if there was an opportunity to just give me a little bit of a, a quick hitter while I still had some context because I'm already, maybe I get the feedback a week later and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. I know that I've already fixed some of this stuff, you know? So, yeah. and, and, so that's yeah, an interesting, yeah. you know, that's an interesting thing because now you're finding managers that are like, great, you know, Go check. There's maybe you know best practice. We'll talk about some of this stuff. Best practice to go and coach yourself or ask questions. But you know that you bring up a good point. Like now we're actually shifting to rely on the technology versus having a coach there yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's a really great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that goes back to coaching the person. Um, it's a lot more effective if I'm right there next to you or if I'm listening on. Uh, you know, uh, in the in the background while you're on the live call and I can chat you. Or if I can sit next to you is, is even more impactful. But um, yeah, man, for sure. Because uh, if you think about it, it's like what what it can be abused though, right? Because you could sit there and really rip somebody. Uh, you got to be careful because if you're if you're ripping somebody, their their post call and they're going through there, and every timestamp there's like four or five different coaching experiences. Um, that can be demoralizing to the to the rep so you got to be careful and be sure that you're coming as the as the call coach coming from a place where it's it's helpful and it's impactful 
Um, and I would, I would even go to say only pick one thing from the call to really focus on. Don't, don't sit there and rip, rip those calls apart. Um, because I personally had an experience where um, I had somebody uh, put four or five different ones on me. I was like, gum, man. Like, how? <laughs> it's like to me and, and here I am, you know, in the different uh, light of it is uh, working with reps and helping them uh, call coaching. And, you know, you kind of learn from past experiences on how, how to, how to do these types of things. But yeah, I mean, you can really abuse that software too at the same time and really demoralize the reps, you know? Well, that gets, I mean, that gets into the, the cultural side of things. And, and I mean, I think, so these are two things we're talking about right now. So when you think about shifting into what's working today, you know, we talked a little bit about the fact that you have this technology that gives you the visibility, that gives you the timestamps. And now all of a sudden you have uh, more opportunities to develop. And then, uh, you know, the other question here too is like, what's not working? Well, all of a sudden that, that same thing that's working, this the same level of visibility and transparency may mean, you know, all of a sudden we're kind of, we're, we're, we're removed from the actual situation. We lose some of that, you know, uh, emotional intelligence, if you will, when we go to chat yeah. instead of being right there. Um, what else, what other things do you see that are working, um, in, in this environment, uh, and, uh, and, and maybe why, uh, in today's, in today's climate? Yeah. Some of the things that are, are definitely working, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, with some, uh, some of the thought leaders in the space and some of the, uh, different types of metrics that they provide and statistics that they provide of, you know, what to say, when to say it. And also my, my biggest thing is to make sure that the next steps, right. To secure the bag is to secure the next step date and time. So to have some accountability and making sure that that's being done accurately and at the right time. Um, so that, it's all about a timing thing too, right? So you have visibility into those timestamps, like I keep keep saying and referring back to, but to at the end of it, it's just equally important to make sure that you secure that next date, step and time in that call. And the, these types of softwares, they, they, they make sure that you're, that you're on track with that. They keep back up for you. Yeah. And, and again, these, these are all, these are all game specific to, you know, like a, you know, call recording coaching platform, um, uh, do you see any other, uh, any, any other challenges that maybe isn't working as you think about this rise of coaching, you know, what are some of the, what are some of the downfalls or things that you've seen companies, you know, talk about wanting to do, but what, what does it look like in reality? Yeah. Um, hold on. Sorry. My daughter's over here. Um, <laughs> hey, no worries. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and repeat that question again. I was going to say, we're, we're talking a little bit about what is, um, we're, we're talking about software again, but what, what, do, what do you see as, as we, as we think about not just in general, the rise of the coaching culture, everyone's talking about this. Yeah. What are the, some of the things right. that, that you see that are not working? You re, you mentioned one already that was not working. Like don't freaking hit 10 things that happened yeah. a week yeah. ago. Cause that's going to not work. But that's that's against technology. That's one specific uh, element of this. What are some of the things that you see that that maybe haven't worked that you've experienced yourself, or um, you may maybe you've seen other people uh, struggle with? Yeah, um, and it goes back to um, you know 
if, if you focus so much on the post call, then what, what's really happening during that, that live call and being able to correct those habits right there live. Um, so that, that's another challenge. And then, and then waiting um, days or weeks to get back to listen to the calls, there's got to be some urgency behind that too. Cause the, the last thing, I mean, cause you're not going to be able to pick up on, uh, so it requires some discipline as the call coach, the person listening to the calls to be able to, um, you know, sit there and listen to the calls if they were watching a movie type of experience. Right. And so um, that's, that's, that's been one of the things that I've seen um, that could be improved upon is, you know, making sure that, that you're taking the, the course of action to get to those rather quickly so you can pick up on those habits and start making those uh, impactful uh, changes in the organization. Yep. Some of the things that I think about here too are, and again, we'll get out of, get, let's get out of the, the actual softwares that are, are talking about just like the specific use case of the call coaching and thinking about the culture itself. So you see a lot of people talk about wanting to have a coaching culture. You see them even buying these technologies, but then yeah. there's just like this lack of, of ownership. And it really does take, from what I'm seeing, it really does take the leadership to buy in, but also the reps to want to be a part of it. And, and so some of the things that I've seen are that almost take, starts to shift the DNA or the, the type of individuals that you can have in your team. Have you seen that at yeah. all? Or, or how do you, how do you think about that? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're saying that I get it. You're saying the culture of like hungry people that are striving to be better. Uh, if they, if they'll adopt it, you really just got to get a poster child of success, right. And get somebody to model that for the rest of the team and say, you know, really say, okay, well, well, Ryan's really picked up on this software and, and look how we're able to help him from, from before we started using the software, he was closing at this percentage. And then after the software he's closing at this. So to have the adoption from everybody on the team would be first and foremost, making sure that they're hungry and willing to have, you know, leadership, to them is pointing the finger inwardly because there's a lot. So the moment that you have a finger point outwardly, you got three more pointing back at you. Right. So uh, to get the agent to really take that extreme ownership and say, yeah, I could have done this better to really get them to own it. And that that's where the best place to start would be. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. I can, I can agree more. So it's gotta be both sides of that coin. Right. Um, so, so when we think about, developing this culture culture. I know our conversation is really wrapping around, you know, systems like the gong or the chorus. But when we think about, when we think about, by the way, there won't be edits of this. That's the beauty of this. This could be raw. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. Cause <laughs> that's, right, that's cool. okay. Uh, yeah. I hope, I mean, it's good. We're, we're, we're both fathers and my, my son was jumping on the Honey, can you come get her? <laughs> yeah, that, that's how, yeah. that's how I like to do content. Cause it's real. We're not yeah, yeah. waste yeah, yeah, time yeah. trying to yeah. make it all pretty. Hopefully people enjoy the content yeah, yeah. Yeah. of the conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't edit any of my podcasts either. So that's cool. <laughs> that's great. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because I just think that it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are good. So, uh, when you think about um, you know adopting this culture, I'll, I'll, uh, obviously there's there's tools. We talked about the go uh, the gong or the chorus. Well, that's that's an awesome system. What other tools or even mindsets uh, are are really important uh, to be able to adopt this coaching co- coaching culture? <clears throat> in your opinion, yeah. How do companies uh, the, how do, how do they get yeah, started? Yeah. Yeah, man. So they get started with uh, creating a culture of pointing the finger inwardly. 
they get started with the you know some extreme yeah yeah so in in leadership yeah all right so right now now you're talking now you're talking my talk right (laughs) this this is what i real i'm really passionate about so um a leader's got to be in a place of empathy right to create a good culture working environment um and you got to understand like i don't know what you go home to Ryan, you don't know when I go home to the challenges that I face, right? What that goes back to coaching the person. That's where you first need to start. Yep. And so, um, you know, I, and I'm getting chills talking about it because I'm really, really passionate about it because I've seen where the lack of it, we're not having it, what it can do and the toxicity that it can create. Yeah. So um, in, in the moment that a leader is like really pointing that finger out again, I said a while ago was you got three fingers pointing back at you. It's like, it's everybody else's fault. You know, they're not adopting it. They won't use it. Well, you got to, it's, it's simple. You got to lead by example. Um, and a lot of people, they overcomplicate it or they don't want to make time to be a better version of themselves. But really, it's got to it's gotta start with pointing that finger inwardly and taking ownership and, um, and not making any excuses. And so to say, you know, to, to, to create that type of culture, it has to start from the top for sure. Ah, man, I, I, I mean, I love that. There's a theme here. It's very clear that you have a different perspective here, which is a really, it's a great perspective from, um, you know, understanding the person first and, and you can't really get to that next level of development, regardless of what we're talking about, whether it's improving the tactical way of handling a call or, you know, showing up to work on time unless you know that person what what are those other things in their life um i I love that and then of course that toxicity thing is so big um you know i can't tell you how challenging it was in my last company where you know i've got a certain way of doing things and as we grew there were different perspectives and we weren't seeing eye to eye and that caused a lot of challenges and you know honestly it was my my fault my fault uh i was the ceo of the company um, and yeah. I did my, I did, I did some things that I probably shouldn't have done, but yeah. I also tried to make some adjustments to, to, to fix some of those things. And, and ultimately it just wasn't going to be a good long-term fit. It was kind of already too yeah. far a, a certain way. And so, um, you know, I, you learn from those experiences exactly. and, and, and it's huge. So, um, you know, the last thing I want to talk about here is, is outside of coaching and development, you know, coaching and developing teams, just in general, as we think about, challenges for sales organizations, sales development leaders, you know, what do you see as like the next biggest thing outside of coaching and developing your reps over the next two, two years, right? Let's just, we don't need to look too far out. One or two years. Uh, how do you, how are, how are companies going to be successful? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's this mission that I'm on, bro. It's uh, the compassion before commission. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's not that um, you're not going to get the commission check it's going to come. That's why it's commission, but it's compassion before commission, right? It's, it's, it's showing how much you care about somebody, but how much you already know about them, how much you already have like pre-call preparation is really, really important, which we didn't even dive into. Like the, the post analytics of the calls and stuff like that lets you know that the pre-call prep wasn't there too, right? There's gives you visibility into that. So, so like, um, pre-call prep goes with compassion. I know that I took the time to get to know you before I got on the phone call with you. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so that, that brings up a bigger topic, right? So, you know, we're not talking about just like coaching and developing reps on skill set, mindset, whatever the heck it's going to be. We're talking about 
we're talking about really helping people get into the, like the biggest challenge is probably going to be like, there's a million different products and services out there. You know, mm -hmm. the success, the difference between success and failure. And I talk about this all the time is like, do you as a rep passionately, genuinely believe that what you're representing as a product or service is going to benefit the other person aside on the other side of this table or on the other side of this video? If you don't, if you don't passionately, genuinely believe that, you're probably not going to have success. Right. And so, yeah. so I love that. I mean, it's kind of, kind of down the same view as like, look, man, you got to have compassion, not just for, you know, the coaching development side of things, but like be respectful of, of the person that's spending their precious time with you. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Cause uh, I mean, think about it. Um, everybody's worried. You said the next two to five years, uh, everybody's worried about being replaced by AI and a true sales professional. You know, you show me somebody knows how to sell. I'll show you somebody incapable of poverty, right? So I don't think that that profession is going to go away, especially for those that know how to have the emotional intelligence and, and the compassion before commission mindset and actually live that as a lifestyle. I love it, man. Hey, I really appreciate you joining this, uh, this discussion here. Um, as this content comes out, uh, this is a really good message. We're going to leave with that, man. Compa compassion before commission create a hashtag around that one and uh, yeah. i I, uh, yeah. I really appreciate your time man yeah compassion for commission.com baby <laughs> <laughs> that's right. cool man appreciate you Ryan. thanks jake